0: Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast, this is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Puppet Shows and Nukes. This war is real, fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students, they become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it is Wednesday, May 11th, in the year 2022. Before we begin tonight, I just want to thank Duncan from Kilted Christian, for producing the show tonight. He's running it. I recorded it earlier. I have to be off the desk tonight. I've got a meeting. But other than that, it's going to be show as normal. Just one other thing, the chat, which we usually run for an hour after the show, it's going to be a little bit shorter Type going to be about 25 minutes. So after the show, head on over to Duncan's show, Kilted Christian. I think you'll enjoy it. Patriots, make sure you're getting good sleep as well. There's lots going on and they're doing everything they can to distort your sleep, make you tired, wear down your immune system, all those crazy things. And there's no better place to get great sleep products than My Pillow. Here's a message from Mike Lindell.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own.
2: I do not like my sheets. I love my Giza Dream sheets.
1: I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free or my 6-piece towel sets, buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com, use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.
0: Patriots, you can head over to mypillow.com As always, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation's landing page for MyPillow and all sorts of amazing savings. Your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And right now, this buy one, get one free offer also includes an inclusion of Mike Lindell's book when you make a purchase. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. You can use that promo code anywhere on the frankspeech.com site, the My Store site, and the My Pillow site. Of course, the big savings right now are on the MyPillow site. And if you want to speak to a real person, dial 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. Again, use your promo code BARDS as you talk to a Patriot pillow counselor or just do it online. They're going to get you hooked up. All right, Patriots, so we've got a lot going on right now in this world, and it's really a mess in the general sense of where our nation is. Here's some stats that I think are pretty telling about where the state of things are. And this is the current state of, I guess we might call this inflation (laughs) in a nice way. So the gas is up 43.6%. Electricity is up 11%. Meat, poultry, fish up 13.8%. Milk is up 14.7%. Eggs up 22.6%, coffee up 13.5%, used cars up 22.7%, airline fares up 33.3%. The real average hourly earnings are down minus 2.6%. This is a disaster in the economy, and it's precip- precipitated by a reckless and well-designed engineered takedown of America, and that's all where this seems to be going. We have to really embrace the fact that, unfortunately, liberals, many of them, are probably still thinking Biden's okay because they can't accept anything other since they put their foot in the pile of that manure. DC Drano, which is an account on through social and I believe Twitter, but this is what he posted today: "Liberals be like," quote. I paid $7 for a gallon of gas, $8 for a gallon of milk. My rent is twice my monthly income. There's shortages of everything. Crime is surging. The world's on the brink of chaos. But I'm happy because Trump isn't in office and the press secretary is gay. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's about where things are. But let's take a look for a second or take a listen better to just what it is that we are dealing with as a hand puppet in chief.
1: The, uh, and as I see it, everything, everything, the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. I know. I can taste it. Number two, uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's... You know, we have no plan. They have no plan Uh, with with, with the Department of. uh, uh, And and that strength that we built is inflation.
0: And it sure is inflation, the strongest inflation we've had probably since the Depression. And unfortunately, it's probably going to get a whole lot worse. But the real of it is that we are faced with a big crisis as we play around in this stupid administration. They're truly trying to provoke and, and initiate a war with Russia, which is unheard of, but probably by design to a certain degree. That idea is starting to be believed by the common person. Take a listen to this. Not
3: be naive to think that Vladimir Putin is not carefully watching how much money and weapons U.S. and.
4: There is no doubt in my mind, Joe Biden will be known as destroying America from the inside and the outside. And of course, starting a nuclear
0: war with Russia. The nuclear war theme is being pushed heavily. And it's a deep part of their fear strategy as we move forward to try to keep people locked into this perpetual focus and dynamic of brainwashing the keeps their mental focus directly ahead of them and not being able to concentrate on long-term issues. That's the idea behind the nuclear narrative. And I would have to say that it's going to take a lot of provoking before that trigger is pulled. However, a piece that came out today from InfoWars puts some things in perspective that are worth considering. Keep in mind that we don't have any control over these issues, and mainly the reason I present them is to provide context with a lot of the things that are going on. But our world right now is changing in dramatic ways. Take a listen to this.
5: America's current nuclear strategy is a deterrent strategy based on the idea that nobody can win a nuclear war without mutual annihilation. And this has been the strategy since the 1960s, based entirely on an all-out nuclear attack from Russia. But this is a problem for the US because Russia is playing by their own set of rules. A key element to America's nuclear deterrent system is our Ohio-class nuclear submarines, which were all built in the 1980s and armed with Trident missiles that cannot reach any Russian targets from port, which is where most of them remain, despite Russia's threats of nuclear war. The Russians, on the other hand, have intercontinental ballistic missiles loaded onto their submarines, which are capable of reaching the United States even when docked at port. But they are not at port. Russia has made their nuclear submarines actively ready for war with NATO. We reportedly have only four on patrol at all times, because the main element of America's nuclear deterrent is our aging land-based nuclear umbrella, designed specifically for mutual assured destruction a doomsday machine. This outdated system has gone untested for over 30 years, while Russia has continued their testing, as well as continued to build thousands of advanced tactical nukes, while the U.S. has decreased its own stockpile to below 200. Biden has assured Putin that a nuclear war can never be won, even though the United States itself has already proven otherwise. So is it really that mad to assume a possible victory? We know that the Earth can withstand it. There has already been over 2,000 nuclear bombs detonated on Earth, mostly underwater, underground, and in the upper atmosphere. But it's clear that the Earth's atmosphere can take it. American media is even suggesting it would be good for the environment. But the West could potentially be defeated with only one nuke. Russia has released videos of a strategy wherein they could detonate an underwater nuke to create a tsunami that would devastate the United Kingdom. But there is a strategy far more simple that they could deploy. A surprise attack with a super EMP weapon could bring the United States and Europe to their knees in an instant. A large enough nuke detonated in our upper atmosphere could fry the entire electrical grid, which is already in need of repair. This type of super EMP is capable of an electromagnetic pulse that can emit up to 150,000 volts per square meter, which is three times the amount our military systems are shielded for. An EMP attack like this could quite easily cripple our military communications, keeping the US from waging any sort of counterstrike. The payload required for a super EMP could be launched from a submarine at hypersonic speeds and could also be hidden on board a satellite. An EMP payload could have already been discreetly delivered into our atmosphere by Russia, China, or the United States, and once detonated, would first take out all other satellites, leaving all evidence of the true perpetrator undetectable, so it could be blamed on anyone. And with the CCP-owned Biden administration openly vying for the Great Reset, It would seem that taking down the entire public grid could actually serve their Build Back Better agenda. Why on earth would the world care if America was silenced and put to sleep? Average Americans seem to enjoy the endless illegal wars. The mercenaries are now clamoring for a few more bloody dollars. The liberals are celebrating a world war with Russia. And the Republicans are cheering for Elon Musk, who has used his alliance with NASA which was founded by Nazis, to serve the neo-Nazi battalions in Ukraine against Russia. Sadly,
0: the bloodlust that runs within our culture seems to be insatiable. And we have seen this over and over, especially with this war, as we've seen so many people jump on board of the fight against Russia for some mystery army that we're supporting the Azov Battalion, that at the end of the day, anybody that's awake understands that they are nothing more than a Nazi battalion that we've been supporting, funding, sending arms to. And the craziness of the right is it's jumped on board with that while they're trying to avoid, I guess, accountability for some of the bigger issues here here at home. It's a puzzling issue when we consider how willing we are always to project power across our borders and how unwilling we are to face the real threat which is within our own walls. Right now, we are dealing with a massive supply chain issue. It is beyond imagination for most people. Reported today by Mike Adams, in fact, was the idea that we may be, and I don't have his exact data, but it looks solid from what I've seen, that by the end of June, we're going to be short diesel fuel for most of the East Coast by the end of June. That means Trucks won't have enough fuel to deliver critical goods and services. We're already seeing the holdback on trains as they are not moving fertilizer and they're not moving wheat supplies. In fact, just to give you an update on that, I've ordered two different times now an attempt to get wheat into my own stocks, increased amounts. I already had some whole wheat, so I would have extra wheat to grind bread. Right now, I cannot source wheat in bulk at all. And that's in Oregon through two excellent suppliers that typically have no problem acquiring wheat. Hard spring wheat and white, red and white, both are unavailable at this time. That's the state of affairs that we're currently in. And it's only going to get worse. Consider this issue about baby formula.
2: So I just left Costco and they have baby formula, but if you happen to be one of those unfortunate new mothers that's a victim of Biden's really bad supply chain crisis, I'm going to give you a formula that our parents in the 60s drank and you know what they turned out to be great Unentitled adults with work ethics. So maybe there's something to it. You just take Boiling water you mix two tablespoons of Cairo syrup and then you put uh, That nine ounces of evaporated milk and you mix that all up and you give it to your babies And they're gonna be just fine and in the meantime don't vote Democrat because this is their fault, and don't let anybody tell you any differently, okay? All right, this friendly PSA brought to you by a pissed-off Trump supporter. All right, bye.
0: <laughs> we do keep our sense of humor in the midst of this, and do do so. That's a good formula, by the way, to pass on to people if people are looking for a replacement of baby formula. But the fact is that in New York right now, people are desperate. Baby formula has all but disappeared on the shelves. Costco has been offering it, but with restricted purchases, meaning like limited of two and remember Costco's a membership oriented purchase company so you're not going to be able to get in there everybody can't just go in there on at will we have a lot of challenges in the supply chain issue and it's beginning to unravel the one mystery about this all and it's worth keeping this in the back of your head as we go through this period is why aren't are the petroleum lobbies not speaking up about the reduction in in drilling and the reduction in petroleum reserves it's not being talked about. We don't seem to have any voice of those that are pro-America going on right now. And I don't mark that off as all are bad. There may be more to this than we know. And the one thing that is not going to be spoken of by our media, obviously, is if we have a corporate resistance to this that's refusing to release reserves to this administration. That's not provable at this point in time, but it's definitely worth considering because there is an, an unbelievable silence coming from the oil industry with regard to this particular administration. The two conclusions one could come to is either they're working for America or they're all in cahoots with the Great Great Reset, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, which seems to want to erase petroleum altogether. Very difficult to tell. But it's, again, something that's one of those anomalies that we can't quite frame. But nonetheless, it's all part of this hand puppet games that are going on before us where truth continues to be a variable that we are trying to find. And it's very difficult to navigate through. But one at the back of much of this are new truths that keep pouring out, like more evidence on spying that occurred during President Trump's campaign. This Donald Trump
3: tweet sent the FBI into a panic. He posted this on March 4th, 2017. It was a Saturday. Says, terrible. Just found out that Obama had my quote, wires tapped in the Trump Tower just before his election victory. He writes, nothing found. This is McCarthyism. FBI didn't like that tweet. They got together on March 6th. Many people you remember were at that meeting. Guys like Jim Baker, Peter Strzok, Bill Priestep, and of course, Andy McCabe. They spent a lot of time talking about that tweet. One set of notes from the DOJ says the Saturday tweet, what is behind it? FBI very confused. Another one saying the FBI trying to determine what is behind the president's tweets. But the FBI knew exactly what Donald Trump was talking about. They received the information, Jim Baker from Michael Sussman, who got it from Mark Elias working at Perkins Coy. Rodney Jaffe was the guy who hacked Trump Tower, working with Fusion GPS hired by Perkins Coy as a consultant spying on the president.
0: Spying on the president, obviously an act of treason, which has happened, and these truths are continuing to come out and be framed. From the frustration point is that so much of this was allowed to happen, and as we are watching it come out now, we're still stuck with this hand puppet of China that we call, that goes by the name of Biden. Nonetheless, there seems to be a heavy restriction on the level of power and things that they can do if you're paying attention. They don't have a lot of authority other than their corporate partners that are working in cahoots with them to try to move things forward, and that itself seems to be dwindling. One of the things that they're resorting to, which is a typical political tactic, is once again trying to fearmonger the idea of MAGA as being now some super hybrid of fascism.
6: Only the- does not exist. The Tea Party took over the old Republican Party, and the Tea Party has now morphed into the MAGA Party. He's now also calling it parts of it the Ultra MAGA Party. Uh-huh. That Who's is in that the party? Marjorie Taylor green your yeah. favorite bobblehead, uh, bobblehead Lauren Bobber, uh, Madison Cawthorn. Uh, the there's a there's a beauty, there's a group, uh-huh. and um, and so he's distinguishing the fact that the Republican Party is extreme. Um, and not in line with, uh, you know, the American people. And I also think will be that, and I think we can all agree, that what may happen in the Supreme Court with the overturning of Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. is not something that the American people want.
3: Certainly, uh, Republican women don't want it. Republican men don't want it. Entitled Sonny Hawson is now using her platform to speak for all Republican men and women and saying that they are against the reversal of Roe v. Wade. She's also saying the Republican Party is extreme and they are not in line with what the average American wants. Don't you mean what the Democrats want, Sonny? Be real.
0: In the classic sense of projection, which we're seeing more and more now from the Democrats side, we can be pretty assured that their base has dwindled so severely that they are now speaking to their ultra minority. And their ultra minority is really hab- habitating that rainbow flag, LGBTQAI plus garbage. That group right there is unstable, they're unnatural and sinful just by very existence of who they are. And that entire group has become an energized base for them because with all those characteristics, they're easily brought to anger and violence. We can probably expect and anticipate more of that sort of destabilization from this group as we continue to see the dollar fall and greater threats from Russia rise as this administration and others in the World Economic Forum continue to poke the bear of the great Russian bear. Again, I doubt sincerely that you're going to see a nuclear war. The idea of an ENP, however, is not, not out of the question. And it's something we need to keep in mind, especially when we look at this both in terms of the current state of affairs and the politics of it, and even in the framing of the biblical story. In the last few days, I've been talking a lot about the book of Habakkuk, and I would highly encourage you to spend time—maybe ten minutes is all it'll take—to read that short book and to really grasp a framing of what is going on with the story in the story of Habakkuk. In principal issue, Habakkuk is telling is a prophet that is talking to God in this in his short book, in his lamenting God for the for the state of affairs of the Israelites at the time. And what has happened is they have all fallen into a state of debauchery. You have the issues of slavery, both in terms of physical and debt slavery, the, the purchasing of things just for wanton consumption of material things, you have this. Degenerate sex activities that's happening through the society very much in the framework of this leadership of the LGBTQAI plus movement and most of the liberal progressive crowd that identifies themselves through a lot of material issues, trust in a government that tells them that they can do anything because they are a me, a religion of me, this sort of religion of communism that they're trying to force upon all of us. And at the end of the day, it's just a hedonism that drives most of what they are. That, in minority group, anybody really that titles himself as progressive falls into that category. And they they reject God. They reject most everything in this world except for what they personally desire. That group has now become able to feel like they are in power thanks to the manipulation of the vote, manipulation of statistics, the constant barrage of media that lies. It's all part of the coup to overtake us. And as we face all of this now and we're starting to come to grips with where things are, we are starting to push back aggressively but This administration is going to continue to try to provoke events that, in the end, they would rather burn this entire institution down than themselves lose. That's the mentality we're dealing with in this war. And with it, they are going to be continuing to try to squeeze everybody into their little trap. Fortunately for us, we are starting to push back in a big way. And the realization of who we are as people, as Americans, is continuing to spread and be greater across the ranks not just of a party but more importantly across americans of all race and genders i mean, and let me emphasize that there's only two genders so listen to this short piece of a white male unleashing on a black woman just randomly
5: people like
3: you. Okay, and why is Na- why aren't you yelling at Nancy Pelosi? Why is Nancy Pelosi still getting a paycheck? Why don't you care about the Democrats that are still accepting money? So why you want to build a fucking wall? Um, okay, so do you support sex trafficking, human slavery? Do you support drug smuggling? Do you, I you support, support crime? Treating people
4: with respect and not being a racist asshole. Okay, um,
3: I'm
2: black. Okay, so I'm pretty much sure I'm not racist. Okay, You're advocating
3: for a wall that makes you a racist. Fuck off. No, it doesn't actually. Okay, and you need to not be hostile and actually get I some like know, respect. It right? I it right? Yeah, it's a communist.
0: And is a communist. And what's happening is their world is beginning to unravel. They can't justify the things that they claimed that they wanted. Things are failing. We're seeing hyperinflation, as we've already talked about. We're seeing threats of war. All the things they said they didn't want, this administration, which they voted for, which they brought in, are happening right before them. And they can't explain it. They're losing this belief that they have the right to destroy a child, an unborn. They They believe in that. They are losing control of everything. And with that, you're going to see an increasing unraveling of these people. And it's going to get pretty ugly. Things like this, which was fairly random, by the, at least by the footage I saw of this. It was a fairly random encounter in a small community area of, of, of condos. The liberal left has walked itself into a significant trap. And it's a wonderful time to witness, but it's also equally a time to stay attentive to the path that we are on. Now back to the issue of Habakkuk because where we are with Habakkuk in this story is very very much a parallel. We are at a point now when many of us feel that that questioning of what is going to happen. Why why are we putting, uh, why are we going through this? And then the story of Habakkuk, which is so important, is that God ultimately provides a solution or an insight to where he's going to go and it's rather stunning. And what in most... Of what he says is centered around what God says is centered around Habakkuk 1 5. Look among the nations, observe, be astonished, wonder, because I am doing something in your days you would not believe if you were told. And he goes on to explain how he's going to have another nation, the Chaladians, which are actually tied to Babylon, come in and sack the Israelites. And then from that, he will hold all accountable. Habakkuk rebukes it. He asks asks God, he says, how can this possibly be? You love people and yet you're telling us that you're going to have somebody come in and present evil to our culture. And God goes on to explain and show him that there is a need to bring an awakening to the culture. Now, how that form takes with us, I don't know. And I don't project it in some way that we're going to have some crushing issue from Russia or anybody else, but all things are on the table and all, and all possibilities are in play. And a lot of that, in my opinion, rests on us as people to how we are literally going to react to this time that we're in. How are we going to stand with God versus how are we going to stand with an evil empire that's literally steering the world into a, into a quagmire and at the, at the, at the crux of that is an engine of people that truly have rejected God. And there's one thing that God wants above all things is he loves all his children and he wants to bring everybody back to him. But there's a great deal of undercurrent here. That's a deeper, darker issues that ultimately we all have to start coming to grips with. And these deeper, darker issues are what's going to lead us to a greater awakening and ultimately, hopefully a return to Christ. I want to play this two-minute piece, and this is not an easy piece to listen to, but it's a reveal and a discussion about stem cells, and it's dark, but it's important to appreciate what has happened now with this injection, what it's, and far greater than just the destruction of the human genome. This is about sacrificing babies for the sense of solving people's fear and obedience to the state.
7: A whistleblower came out and said H-E-K-H-E-K-293.
0: H-E-K-293, H-E-K-293.
7: it's the stem cell that is in the Pfizer uh, the clinical trial for the vaccine, okay? So it's the stem cell used for aborted fetuses. Right. So up until a week ago, I was under the impression that H-E-K-293 was just a number or name assigned to it. It's very sinister. It, the reason why there's a 293 following the H-E-K is because... It took 293 attempts to extract that stem cell from an aborted fetus. So now they have a chain from this aborted fetus, okay, that they're putting in our vaccine or the vaccine. Alright, not until about a week, a week and a half ago, did I read this article where there was somebody that commented on the comment section, and this is where my research was from, and then it kind of confirmed because I did a little bit of research on my own that there's no real way to extract a stem cell from a fetus that's deceased. There has to be viable blood going through the fetus. It also has to be in its later stages. The only way for that to happen is for the the, the baby to be born alive, and then yeah. we can take that. Wait, no, it's it worse than that. Yeah, it's it bad. Worse it's than bad. That. So not only not only does the fetus have to be viable, you can't give it anesthesia to cut the or get the extract the stem cell out. It has to be alive. But first, without anesthesia, to a living being, they have to take the brain out, take the heart out, and then take the kidney and extract the stem cell. So, essentially, we are murdering infants. You hearing it? Without anesthesia, for something to be put into a,
6: a vaccine. How many weeks or months?
7: Be at least I don't know, but I would think it's later. Third trimester. Well, the kidney has to be developed, right? The
0: kidney has to be developed. That
7: organ would have to be developed.
0: This is the harsh reality of where we sit as a nation, and we are in the valley of decision, and we will be judged as a nation. The number of people out here that took the injection, there's a comforting sense that's happening right now, where people are wanting to kind of brush this injection under the rug. They're wanting to celebrate the fact in their hearts that not as many people have died as were projected. They want to get comfortable with the idea that we can get back to just being normal with one another, and we can get past the injection. Sadly, that's not possible, and this is why, exactly what you just heard. This nation is not divided simply on the political divisions and the biases this nation is divided now very deeply at a spiritual level. We have had a mass of people that have decided to follow fear, decided to follow their own selfish needs, to ignore what was being told, to disregard whether it was because of their own caring for just wanting to be part of a system, whether they just literally didn't care what was in the vax, whether they just denied everything and just believed in the, in the narrative of fear, or the pandemic, whatever the motivation was, maybe even ignorance. The fact of the matter is that they took part in a living experiment that was killing children for stem cells that, they were being, that were being put in their bodies. Personally, and I talked about this earlier today on Bended Knee, I can't forgive that without something. That's not something I just pass off and say we can all hug and love and get back to normal. Because this is a sort of deep division that happens within our society. And it's one of the reasons that I believe that God's hand is mightily at work in all of this. At the end of the day, when you're wondering why you've seen so many late-term abortion approvals in this country, it's going to center around the need for stem cells in late-term babies for these new vaccines that are being rapidly produced and energized and approved. All this new future run of vaccines that are supposed to save the world based on mRNA and apparently stem cells. The dark part of this is that the only way personally that I can accept a bridge to reunify this nation is when people take that forgiveness to Christ. That's a barrier I can't cross to simply forgive and forget. Because what has happened is through a selfish desire, through a religion of me, a religion of destruction, which is centered on one principle, which is communism and free shit society. That whole concept has caused the mass destruction of children for their own selfish needs. And that's what they carry within them. And so there is no simple get over it and let's get back to normal. There has to be a process which we as a nation come back to be atoning for, those, for that great sin. And that is a great sin. This is worse than abortion in my opinion, and abortions atrocious with over 60 million, 62 million deaths, murders of children since abortion was approved. But this is even worse because this wasn't just an idea of blindly putting something in your body. This was a ferocious appetite to solve a fear and let them put whatever they wanted in their body, meaning the putting whatever they wanted in the vaccine so they could take it in their body so they could get rid of fear. All along, God has told us, fear not. The people ignored that because so much of the left has walked away from God. They have walked away from any sort of spirituality. Here's another interesting little side note. In Ukraine, Zelensky and the Israeli prime minister or Israeli representative have done a ceremony to recreate a new wailing wall. It's in the Ukraine so that the two cultures can be bridged together. Maria Baranovich, the spirit-cooking witch from hell, was the one who was part of the ceremony to celebrate it. And the wall looks fairly normal, kind of, except it's got these big, massive crystals coming out of it because it's supposed to bridge the energy between Israel and between Ukraine. I find that ironic because the entire new age movement, which rejected Christ, which rejected God, that has tried to create this amalgamation, this stew of religious ideas to put it all together in a pot that makes this new progressive movement empowered centers on one really important thing. If you're really into new age, you're supposed to be really into crystals because it's all got energy. All this is dark stuff and it's all tied together in the end. And we're all seeing how all of these manipulations by the elites are trying to drive people into this sort of Luciferian worship and acceptance of child ritual sacrifice as a center point of everything we do. These are the same people that are playing games to try to get us into a war with Russia, the same people that are trying to cut off food supplies, the same people that are quite literally trying to drive the society into the ground, also not having any problem cutting off infant infant formula to try to starve out babies that's the fight we're in. And it's a real challenge ahead of us to hold that line. But the one thing that we can be assured of is that within those that accept Christ and accept God in our hearts, we are going to have to walk together and get stronger together. We have to step away from so much of the rhetoric and political nonsense and start seeing past The race starts seeing past the emotion. The one thing the left does brilliantly is accept emotion as a way to solve a problem and come to a conclusion. We have to be very empirical in our approach. We have to seek knowledge and we have to get facts. We have to look at things the hard way. So let me play a piece here, 2 minutes and 18 seconds, by Kathy Barnett, who's running for Congress in the state of Pennsylvania and, quite frankly, is becoming one of the new rock stars on the political scene.
8: A lot of what we see is manipulation. It's the stoking of the flame of the tensions of the history of this nation. For example, uh, many are saying today that what we're experiencing, what happened to George, George Floyd is systemic racism in our justice system, specifically among police officers. They would have us to believe that there is a police officer like Officer Chauvin, who had his knee on George Floyd's neck around every street corner. And that everywhere we go, there is a police officer waiting to shoot a black man. I reject that. And I don't reject it because I feel like that's not true. I reject it because it it statistically is not true. According to the 2018 uh, uh, FBI Uniform Criminal Report, 2,704 black people were killed, homicides. Of the 2,704 black people who were killed in 2018, 226 were shot by police officers. So now that's 3%. So out of all the black people who were shot in 2018, 3% were shot by a police officer, right? But now, wait, it, 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 it continues. Out of the 226 who were shot by a police officer, only 18 were unarmed. So now we're not talking about 3% who were shot by a police officer, uh, but only 18 were unarmed. So now we go from 3% to 0.002%. So the number of officers who shoot a black person who is unarmed is 0.002%. And that number does not take into account those who violently resisted arrest, right? It doesn't take into account those who may not have had a gun, but something else in their hand, right? So do injustices happen? do 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 situations like do instances like George Floyd happen yes Mr. Floyd right we know that there are bad apples not just bad apples within police departments but there are bad apples in, um, in dentistry bad bad accountants right there are some bad apples uh, who are accountants there are some bad apples on Wall Street right there are some bad apples uh, in, uh, in Washington DC right now right or if everyone bad up for debate, but let's assume not, right? But are there some bad elements in every area of life? Yes, and our country has set up a process that allows us to be able to root those bad actors out, right?
0: And that is exactly what we have to do as we try to unite in truth and unite in the strength of God. Right now, one of the biggest things that's facing us as a nation is coming down It's like a freight train. And it's scheduled to happen on May 22nd, when the UN is going to vote to allow the countries that are controlled by Rothschild's banking, and we're one of them, to hand over their sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Take a listen.
6: That's right, it's hard to believe, Steve, but in less than two weeks' time, a vote will take place in Geneva, Switzerland, at the World Health Assembly. They're important because they're the governing body of the World Health Organization, WHO this authority that they would be given would impact 99.4% of all the people in the world. There are 193 nations belonging to the UN. The Biden administration is bringing amendments that would propose that all nations of the earth cede their sovereignty over national healthcare decisions to the WHO, the World Health Organization. So what this would mean, Steve, is that the WHO would have decision-making authority to intervene into United States government policy and any nation of the world without our permission. So for instance, the lockdowns where you see 26 million people today locked down in Shanghai, China, they can't leave their apartments or homes. The WHO would have the authority to be able to impose that here in the United States for whatever pretext they want. They don't have to show data. They could do this. What this does, Steve, bottom line, is it creates a platform for global governance, global governance through the WHO. This is what people need to know. It's time-sensitive. No one knew about this. The Biden administration gave these proposed, proposed amendments to the World Health Organization on January 18th. No one in America knew this until April 12th.
0: This is what's coming at us. And what we can be assured of is that every progressive left will rally around this and be obedient to whatever these people want. The who doesn't represent the world. It represents a Luciferian order, which is trying to mandate control over individual sovereignty. The bottom line is we have to get real about what our mission is. And at the core of everything we do is our faith and our strength in God. And these words, defy, don't comply. Take a listen.
5: You need to remember something. You're on the front lines of this war. This is an information war. It's deeper than that, too. But you are on the front lines. They want you divided. They don't want us coming together. Do they come on here? Do they write in the comments? Do they open up channels to continue to deceive you and masquerade as truth givers? Probably. That's why I say we must unite. We know that. We must unite because they want us divided. Remember, the battle The war is in your mind, and the prize is your soul.
0: Truth. And it is truth. The prize is your soul. And so the question ultimately is, what's it worth? This is a time now to set aside all your concerns, to set aside your fears, to set aside everything that your personal wants and desires, and focus purely on what is before us. We walk with Christ before us and God behind us, and this is a fight that we have to win. This isn't a time to be peddling compromise and squishy love and hug stuff. This is a time to be focused and understand that there is a great deal at stake. If we're going to walk with God and walk with Christ, then we better understand that there are some hard decisions that are going to have to be made. And like I said earlier, I'm happy to accept anybody from the other side as long as as they repent to Christ. This isn't a game. This is truly a fight for our soul and the spiritual future of all of us. And so the decisions that we each have to make will affect everybody. The truth sits within the word of God. The truth sits within our relationship in Christ. And that strength is equally there because it is a fearless walk. It is in a tenet of what we are intended to do because we have been told time and again that we have dominion over evil. Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. So buckle up, patriots. We've got some fight ahead of us. Prayers up, focus, because... This is going to get real. The clock is ticking. Our sovereignty is at stake. And what we have on our side is the greatest power one could ever ask. We have God and Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've come together today to reflect very deeply on the challenges that are before us. Father, we have a a lot ahead of us that is going to require us all to anchor deeply in our relationship with you an intimate and loving deep relationship with you in Christ Jesus. There's many questions that are being asked people asking, how can we win people wondering what can be the outcome? Father, we just pray right now that all of that can be cast aside, that we simply walk with faith and to see by faith, not by, not by a sight to walk there truly with our hearts in bold and to know that we have been given the authority to walk on scorpions and snakes, that we've been given the authority over all the power of the enemy, but we simply have to believe and trust in that. So Father, we pray right now for the greater trust that as we lean into you, that that true trust will guide us, uh, take away any of that fear and anxiety within us, and put us boldly at the point of this fight, the tip of the spear, To continue to press forward, to defy these tyrants, to act boldly in our lives, to speak boldly the words that you give us, and to stand for liberty, and to stand for that purity of life that we are guaranteed by our Declaration of Independence and by you. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. This is a time right now that we have a lot going on and your prayers are essential. Each one of us, our prayers are critical in keeping this nation strong and focusing on healing and opening hearts and minds. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place for such a time as this. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward.